Hey friends, hello fellow humans, fellow conspiracy theorists, fellow truth seekers, whatever you are. Welcome to the stream. It's Wednesday. It's May 5th, 5-5, five, 5-5. Five. Five, five. I figured I'd start this uh, a couple minutes late at 5.05. 5-5, everybody. Uh, man, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's uh, It's been a crazy week. A lot of stuff going on. It's been tough to keep up with. That's for sure. Shout out to all you guys joining in on DLive, on Twitch, on the Foxhole app. Shout out to the Foxhole fam. Uh, and again, you know, as these live streams go, go ahead and comment any suggestions, concerns, questions, things you want me to get into. I've got a couple topics up that we're going to discuss. I want to talk about uh, vaccines. Speaking of which, I was told just before I started live here that Tucker Carlson is on right now. I don't know. Can any of you guys confirm this? Let me know in the chat if you have basic cable. I can watch Tucker. Uh, apparently, Tucker Carlson on his show tonight was talking about vaccine injuries and even citing VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, which, if that is true, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check that when I'm done live streaming here, but if that is true, that is huge, huge. I mean, shoot, most people watching the mainstream media don't even know what a what a VAERS is. You say that acronym to them and they'll, you know, they'll have no idea. A lot of people getting their vaccines, if they were even injured or had an, a, an adverse reaction, do they even know what VAERS is? Would they know where to file a report? No. So if that's true, if Tucker's actually talking about those things, that's uh, that's big news. And we're going to talk about vaccines a little bit later in this show as well. CNN today was trying to... Uh, Man, they are trying to literally tear families apart, tear people apart, obviously just divide. Divide and conquer is their strategy, as we very well know. But CNN Today had an anchor on that was saying that if somebody is unvaccinated out there, that it's time to shun them, is basically what he said. That if you have somebody in your family that's unvaccinated, shun them. Shun the non-believer. Shun. Oh, man. We'll uh, we'll take a look at that. We'll talk vaccines. We'll talk a little bit of uh, speaking of cancel culture. We'll we'll get into that too. Uh, there's a major mainstream media publication that somehow got a hold of Gab's data. Gab, the social media platform, they got a hold of a bunch of data from Gab, and this particular mainstream media newspaper is saying that they're going to scour all this Gab data that they have in search of uh whatever they can find to expose white supremacists and QAnon conspiracists. I shit you not. This is nuts what it's coming to. So we're trying to get canceled everywhere, folks. People who are telling the truth, seeking and speaking the truth, they're trying to cancel us everywhere, not just with vaccines, not just with <laughs> our social media platforms, but events, conferences, get-togethers we're trying to have. These, these dweebs, these cancel culture nerds, they're trying to get those axed as well. There is a huge effort right now uh, to get this Dallas conference. You know, the one I'm going to be at, Red Pill 78, the one that General Flynn and Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, others are going to be at as well. The uh, the PatriotVoice.us is the website for it. It's the Forgotten Country Conference. It's happening the last weekend in May there in Dallas. And uh, it was at an event center, but 
that particular event center was getting so much attack and so much uh, bad brainwashed press, we could say, that they decided it was sort of a mutual thing. Like they didn't want to cancel it, but they were getting so much heat that they ended up uh, parting ways with our event. Although, don't worry, it's going to be held somewhere else. There is another venue that is in the works, is locked for it, so it's still happening. But, uh, yeah, big surprise, right? Big surprise. So, a few things we're going to get into, but got a couple of housekeeping things that I want to discuss with you guys first, just uh, to let you know. First of all is I am... uh, just selling a bunch of stuff. I'm getting rid of a bunch of old gear that uh, I was working with. If you go to my website, jordansather.com, you can go over to this store page that I just uh, put up there today. And I got a, some old tech gear, cameras, mics. Uh, I'm selling an old laptop of mine as well. So if you're in the market for any of that stuff, uh, if you just happen to need a new computer or interested in a few cameras, got this pocket cam, uh, most of this stuff is pretty used. So the prices are cheap, like even cheaper than I was checking on eBay of what to price these things at. And I went just a little bit below eBay, but most of these are a little used. The cameras used the, uh, laptops used, but they're still in good condition. If not excellent condition, this camera is basically new. I never used it. This, uh, this lens here as well. So you just go check it out. If you, uh, if you want any of those things, or if you have any questions, you know, let me know. And then also on my other website, consciousstrength.net, uh, I've got a few things back in stock. So I've got my pendants, beautiful handcrafted shungite pendants are back in stock here, different colors, different shapes, different stones, all handcrafted by a local dude I know, great guy in the Pacific Northwest. And then also I've got some medicinal foods products, a company owned by another great guy, dude out of Hawaii, Sky Cubby, shout out to Sky. Uh, I got some of his coffee break, chocolate covered macadamia nuts, chocolate bars, things like that are, are back in as well. So you can support this channel, support the work I do uh, by going to my website and checking those things out. So let's uh, move on now to talking about that conference. They're trying to cancel it. Cancel it hard. The Dallas Observer is a local newspaper. They claim to be independent, but uh, <laughs> they're definitely not independent thinkers, at least. They've been writing some hit pieces against this. Uh, they're calling it a QAnon convention, whatever the hell that even means. I love how the mainstream media, they're so clueless, right? They have no idea really what Q is. Well, actually, some of them have a really good idea what Q is, you know? (laughs) You watch like this HBO documentary, you're like, wow, I actually didn't know those things. But how they contextualize it, how they frame it is absolutely, you know, low IQ, misinforming. It's just wrong. And they're slapping this QAnon label on anything they can. QAnon convention, QAnon message boards, QAnon theories. it's, It's just... It's this straw man argument. It's the label they slap on anything they can, then they'll write about it and try to instantly give it a bad connotation for the reader. So the reader sees that word QAnon, and then they get all of this preconceived notion flooding their mind. It's a it's a brainwashing technique. It is a 
pure propaganda technique that they're using to, of course, confuse everybody, lie to everybody, misinform everybody about this subject. So Dallas Observer, they're calling it a QAnon convention. Oh, as if Q is going to be there. <laughs> I, I don't know. But so the event, Gillies was the event venue there in Dallas that was going to host it. And, uh, you know, like I said, they're getting a lot of heat. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do get some like BLM, Antifa, counter protesters at this thing. I would not be surprised if a few of them showed up if <laughs> they got their marching orders to attend this thing and, uh, you know, cause a disturbance. But like I said, it's just switching venues. It's all good. It's still happening. And, uh, you know, I will let you guys know when I find out what the exact venue is going to be. It might be something where we have to keep it kind of quiet to like <laughs> not too long beforehand, just so this sort of shit doesn't happen because obviously they're trying to write hit pieces and do their thing as much as they can right now. So we'll see. Uh, moving on from that, let's talk about, speaking of cancel culture, let's talk about that mainstream media platform that I was referencing earlier that got a hold of Gab's data. And it was The Intercept. The Intercept newspaper, the one that, uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald, the journalist who that's how I found out about The Intercept getting Gab's data because he tweeted about it right here. Uh, I want to read The Intercept's email first. Apparently, they put out an email to their newsletter yesterday, and it said this right here. Donald Trump is gone from the White House, but make no mistake, white supremacists, QAnon believers, and Trump election fraud conspiracists still pose a grave threat to our democracy and our safety. A threat to our democracy! Oh! <laughs> We've gotten a hold of a massive data dump on users of Gab the far-right social network that's become a safe haven for all the people Facebook and their ilk kicked off of their platforms. Since its creation in 2016, Gab has harbored a who's who of dangerous extremists, from Alex Jones to the gunman who murdered 11 people at a Pittsburgh synagogue to QAnon devotee, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, real quick, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene's going to be on Tucker Carlson's show coming up soon, too. I don't know if that's tonight, but in the coming days, maybe Tucker's maybe Tucker's like getting a little free there at Fox. Who knows? But uh, anyway, earlier this year, The Intercept wrote in their newsletter, a hacker obtained 65 gigabits of data from the site and shared it with media organizations like The Intercept to investigate. Right now, The Intercept is digging through this massive data dump to uncover everything we can about these violent white supremacists. Will you chip in and help our team continue its reporting on the extreme right wing? Wow! I didn't actually read this whole thing word for word yet. I didn't realize they're completely grifting with this email and trying to solicit donations. Lo and behold, through Act Blue, <laughs> through friggin' Act Blue, they're trying to solicit donations for them to basically dox and attack and write hit pieces about us and, and you know... They're trying to act like an intelligence agency. Literally, they're trying to act like they're the freaking FBI or the CIA or something here by, you know, hawking for money and trying to uncover everything we can about violent white supremacists with that money. Like, fuck you, Intercept. Glenn Greenwald, who 
posted a screenshot of this newsletter and tweeted here saying, this is repulsive. The Intercept was founded during the Snowden story to defend privacy rights and oppose the security state. Now the liberal DNC hacks who, quote, edit it, edit it, are boasting they got personal data from Gab users and are sorting through it, doing FBI's work to find, quote, extremists. Rightly so, Glenn Greenwald, rightly so. Uh, first of all, how did they get that Gab data? That's what I'm wondering. In fact, I have a guesstimation. It's just a speculation, but I believe one of the Gab hacks that happened this year, I think there were two pretty big ones. Uh, I like Gab. I hope the best for Gab, but hot damn, Gab is is kind of a mess sometimes, not going to lie. But I still post there, and I, I think it's still a... Uh, you know, not that bad of a platform, but it has its uh, it has its drawbacks. Anyway, one of those gab hacks this year, if I remember correctly, I might try to uh, I might try try to do a little searchy search while I'm talking about it with you guys. I believe one of the hacks was the responsibility of the founder of Anonymous. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, the founder of Anonymous, his name is Aubrey Cottle, a.k.a. Kurt Enner. K-I-R-T-A-N-E-R is how you spell that. His name is Aubrey. He's a co-founder, self-proclaimed co-founder of uh, Anonymous. And actually, you might recognize him. He was featured in that HBO documentary. Yeah, he had a he had a small part in there. They wanted to feature him, but uh, named. This was an article from March 15th on the nationalfile.com, so this was yeah, about two months ago, named Black Hat Hackers Behind Gab Attack, led by a Canadian man named Aubrey Cottle. And Aubrey Cottle claims to be one of the co-founders of Anonymous, and he's been kind of a troll. He's been kind of a freaking troll in recent months. He attacked Gab. And if you remember, if you guys remember my parlor video that I did, a little little dig, little expose on Parler that I did back in, when did I do that? January, December, January, maybe it was, I don't know, three, four, five months ago. Uh, I found the old Parler CEO, John, the young guy, remember him? Uh, the one that kind of ran Parler into the ground. But I found messages between John Matz and Aubrey Cottle on Parler. And John Matz, the then Parler CEO a few months back, old one, he was inviting Anonymous and inviting Aubrey Cottle, a.k.a. Curtner, onto Parlor, saying they would have a home there on Parlor. And uh, Aubrey Cottle's not a fan of Q. Not a fan of Q, Q folk. He's had uh, a, lot of, a lot of public statements not liking them. So, you know, I would not be surprised if Aubrey got a hold of some of this gab data in one of these hacks and sold it. I don't know. Sold it to the highest bidder. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Makes sense to me. How much you think they paid him? How much you think they paid him? Cause the internet says the intercept, excuse me, says right here. Uh, how do they get this? A hacker obtained 65 gigs of data from Gab and shared it with media organizations. Yeah, I'm sure he shared it for free. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to check out this National File article real, real quick and see if they say 65 gigs of data. Um, 
you know, and if if you remember, I actually got cued last year, about a year ago, because I noticed that the CEO of Twitter, uh, Jack, Jack Dorsey, he was following one of those anonymous accounts on Twitter. I think it was your anon news or your anon central or something like that. And uh, I got cued for it. Q said that basically Twitter helps operate some of those anonymous accounts. And really, dude, those anonymous accounts, they were, you didn't hear anything about anonymous in like 2017, 18, even 19. They kind of faded out of the, uh, of the public's consciousness. I don't think this, uh, article discusses how many gigs of data they got, but, uh, no, it doesn't. Anyway, uh, Twitter CEO following those anonymous accounts, didn't hear anything about anonymous for a while, fell off the radar and then boom, 2020 came around. Obviously 2020 was a shit show. Then the George Floyd thing happened. The deep state really tried to do the whole communist Marxist destabilization thing during 2020. And all the Soros goons got activated. Them Antifers, then BLMers. Anonymous got activated too. That that Your Anon News Twitter account, Your Anon Central, you know, I started tracking them around June, July, 2020. And I'm like, geez, these anonymous accounts do not look natural. They would tweet, right? They would make a tweet and get thousands of likes within like minutes. All sorts of retweets and shares. Somehow these accounts had millions of followers, which, <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're going to have account, an account with millions of followers on Twitter, they're leaving it up for a reason, especially if it's anonymous. So anonymous, clearly, you know, maybe there used to be some white hat hackers and white hat folks involved with that organization a decade ago or so, but it's plain as day that anonymous in this day is being used as a controlled opposition outfit and they've got all kinds of artificial intelligence amplification behind them uh and they're you know shoot maybe connected to to three letter agencies and who knows what but uh yeah man <laughs> it's interesting i wonder if it was uh if it was this guy that leaked and or sold that data uh but you know be careful on gab if and when you're using it and moving on to this article the story today about the cnn host what was his name michael michael smirkinish smirk smirkinish fitting that the word smirk would be in his name wipe that smirk off your face that shit-eating grin apparently today he said uh during a cnn broadcast that it's time for people to shun quote shun friends and family who aren't vaxxed man i'm just waiting i'm waiting to have my own drinking fountain out in public my own urinal right maybe we'll have we'll have segregated everything <laughs> and in fact i would be a, uh, I wouldn't be too opposed to that sometimes i'm thinking let's just let's just divide society right let's have all the pro-vax people move to their own little area Let's get all the anti-vax people move to their own little area. And it's just, let's, let's experiment. Yeah, give, it a, give it a few months. Give it a few years. Who's going to be healthier? The anti-vaxxers or the pro-vaxxers? I, I know who I'd bet on in that situation. But uh, yeah, get to, the, get to the back of the bus. That's right. Get, to the, get on the other bus, you darn, you darn anti-vaxxers. But 
Hey man, not gonna lie. Sometimes uh I'm out on the road, right? I've been uh I've been noticing lately driving that there's been shitloads of accidents. A lot more than normal, you know? And it seems like people are driving worse than normal too. I'm just sitting there worried when I'm behind the wheel, like giving myself a little more distance from that person in front of me than I normally do. Because <laughs> you don't know. I mean, it's not drunk driving these days. It's it's Provax driving. You don't know. Yeah, brain's not working. But CNN, wow, you got to shun your family. It doesn't get their vaccines. It's getting to that point. They're trying to gaslight the absolute shit out of everybody. They're trying to bribe them, right? They're trying to bribe you to get your vaccines. If that doesn't work, they got to scare you. They got to try to tear your family apart. They, they claim that Q tears families apart, right? The mainstream media claims Q tear, tear, uh, tears families apart. Meanwhile, they print this shit. Man. <laughs> some comment on DLive. Kind of looks like a troll. Mods might want to get on that. But but uh, somebody said Sather is about a week behind on the news. Yeah, that's why this article I'm reading from was posted uh, one minute ago on May 5th. In fact, all these things I'm discussing are from May 5th. Ah, that's just a troll. Shut him. Shun the troll. Shut him. He must have got his vaccine the other day maybe is maybe his paycheck from the contractor to troll on the internet but anyway okay we discussed vaccines for a little while we talked about uh good old cancel culture trying to do its thing you know that's what we should cancel let's cancel cancel culture i'm for that i'm for that i'll be a little hypocritical there for sure all right let's move on now into some good old aliens good old ufos and uh like I've been telling you guys, the limited hangout disclosure is getting more intense. It's intensifying. It's uh, We've got number one here, CNN and some other media outlets are reporting that, uh, you know, they're reporting on the memos that I live streamed to you guys about, I think last night, or did I put it in my news video yesterday? I don't know. One of the videos I uploaded yesterday, I put those memos that the DOD released on Monday into there. The DOD is stating that they are beginning the evaluation on the extent of the DOD's, I guess, research or involvement in the unidentified aerial phenomenon discussion. Now, remember, back in December of 2020, about five months ago, when the COVID funding bill was passed, there was an earmark. There was a little section, an asterisk that was inserted into that COVID funding bill. It was put in there by, I believe, Marco Rubio. It was Marco Rubio. Maybe Senator Mark Warner had a little bit of a hand in that. But basically, the the leaders of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Mark Rubio being one, they earmarked this little section in that COVID funding bill that said uh, the Intel Committee is going to release a UFO report in 180 days. You might remember that, especially news on it earlier in the year. Well, been almost 180 days. The six months is up coming June. So that's why we're getting loads of mainstream media discussion of it. And like I've been like I've been saying to you guys, you know, I've been saying this for friggin' geez, how many years now? Since 2016, even before I even started my YouTube channel, I wrote a few blogs about the deep state using UFOs 
for partial disclosure. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find those blogs now. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try and show you just for the just for the heck of it. Uh, he was one of them. It was on my buddy's blog. Stillness in the storm. Check this out. There we go. This is one of them. Way back when, January 2017. Yeah, that was before my YouTube channel. I was talking about, uh, this was around the WikiLeaks email time. So I noticed that in the WikiLeaks emails, not only were they, uh, you know, had uh, the food code words and all that good stuff in those emails, but John Podesta was also emailing with various individuals about Zero Point Energy, ZPE, and the ETI extraterrestrial intelligence subject. And once I saw that, once I saw the UFO stuff in those emails, but also all the other, you know, probably criminal activity, the the code words and code talk and whatnot in those emails, I thought to myself, oh, shoot, this is, you know, the, the deep state's probably going to use the topic of UFOs, like literally shiny objects, to try to distract us from other hardcore information they want to brush under the rug. And they're going to give us partial truths, like tiny, twisted, contorted, limited hangout truths, information to distract us with. And it's kind of clearly what they're doing these days, you know? Not only are they giving us tiny little half-truths and uh, to the public, you know, CNN, elsewhere, but the gatekeepers. I talk a lot about the gatekeepers getting press, getting getting installed, getting a lot of fanfare, attention. And that is a huge component to this whole limited hangout disclosure that's been going on. Lo and behold, guess who was on Joe Rogan? Just today, actually. They filmed it yesterday. I found a picture of it. I posted it to Telegram, telling people that Joe Rogan's next interview is going to be with this guy right here. This is Chris Mellon. You might recognize him from doing mainstream media interviews and and things like that in recent years. Chris Mellon, who used to be a part of Tom DeLonge's UFO research group, that whole To The Stars Academy thing, uh, he was on Joe Rogan today. And they were talking, of course, UFOs, all sorts of different narratives, particular rhetoric, very mainstream-style rhetoric in terms of that. I haven't quite listened to it, gone deep into it, but... I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of playing us for dumb. And it's a lot of the same narratives that have been in the mainstream media about UFOs that a lot of these people who are kind of acting like gatekeepers, in my opinion, have been telling us for the last two, three years now. They try to act like these UFOs in our skies could be, they could be Russia or Chinese technology that, that leapfrogged us. Russia or China could have, could have leapfrogged America and technology could be theirs. Uh, they also try to claim that, oh, they're, they're not human. There's no way these could be human, right? America doesn't have that kind of technology. It's like, it's like they're trying really hard to make it seem like America, the U.S., our military, or our corporate contractor in this country, defense contractors, these narratives are trying really hard to make it seem like there's no way that these uh, this military-industrial complex could ever have Research and developed advanced propulsion technologies that, you know, could be like UFOs. It's, it's, they're playing us really for dumb. And then this guy, Chris Mellon, you know, he's a part of the Mellon family, 
Look into the Mellon family. You might not have heard of them before, but uh, it's a very wealthy family, and they actually go back 100, 150 years. It's the it's a banking family out of like either Pittsburgh or or Philly in Pennsylvania. There, I can't remember which city it's it's uh, they're kind of based in, but one of those two cities, the Mellon banking family. They did a lot of work with the Carnegies back in the day. Uh, you can even bring up like a like a wiki page on them and check out the uh, the Mellon banking family. So boom, did a lot of work with the Carnegies. They got a lot of foundations, a lot of, you know, it, it looks like a, a deep state connected family for lack of a better term, but very wealthy, very rich. This guy's a Mellon. So that's probably how he's getting a lot of these connections. Maybe it's how he got this gig. And then Chris Mellon himself back in the day, actually used to be a staffer for uh, a Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller IV. This guy right here, Chris Mellon, used to be a staffer for a Rockefeller, which, you know, if you know your ufology, you might be familiar with the Rockefeller Initiative, how Lawrence Rockefeller was a very big proponent of UFO disclosure, but what kind of disclosure I would I would be questioning there's some folks out there like um, Dr. Stephen Greer who like to claim that Lawrence Rockefeller was a white hat in the uh, in the Rockefeller clan and he wanted UFO disclosure for the benefit of everybody. And I'm like, <laughs> we're not stupid, Greer. How are you going to say that Lawrence Rockefeller was a white hat in the Rockefeller clan? He He was still doing all the same shit as the other Rockefellers were doing. He's just the only one that talked about UFOs. He still had Hillary Clinton to his ranch. And, you know, John Podesta was on this Rockefeller initiative, too. Look look it up. The Rockefeller initiative, right? Maybe put it into a DuckDuckGo so you can get some more honest results than Google would give you. But so when I see Chris Mellon used to be a staffer for a Rockefeller, and now Chris Mellon is coming out doing UFO disclosure stuff, I'm like, okay, okay. This sounds like an operation, and it sounds like there's a lot of former Intel guys who can who can uh you know do their spook speak very carefully. They, these are the guys getting rolled out to the mainstream public. We got Chris Mellon, we got Lou Elizondo too, who used to be a counter Intel guy. I mean, these guys are they 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 used to lie professionally for a living, being counter Intel people. <laughs> they used to lie professionally. They, they, they know how to do it. They know how to carefully craft their words. So if there were any individuals that were going to be rolled out to give us very manufactured narratives on the UFO subject, it, in my opinion, it would probably be these guys. So in the, coming, uh, in the coming weeks, you know, I heard 60 Minutes. I heard Lou Elizondo, speaking of him, is going to be on 60 Minutes. And they're going to do a UFO feature. We got Chris Mellon on Joe Rogan here. And just just look at who Joe Rogan has on to talk about UFOs. It's all the it's all the same like mainstream, probably CIA connected guys. <laughs> I think Greer was on Joe Rogan once upon a time. Uh, Tom DeLonge was on. Chris Mellon, Bob Lazar, Jeremy Corbell, uh, David Fravor, one of the pilots that Navy pilots that saw the UFOs. It's like it's like all the whitewashed mainstream UFO kind of stuff. I don't know. So. Anyway, guys, I think that's uh, all I really wanted to rant on with you guys for the last, oh, we're about 30 minutes in. That's good. We'll do a little bit of Q&A, and uh, we'll finish up.
for this stream. It's been a it's been a fun one. I appreciate when you guys hang out with me here. Uh, that being said, I'm gonna get replays up on BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, Gab TV. I got one video up yesterday. I'm gonna get yesterday's live stream up tonight, and then I'll get this live stream that I'm doing now up in the morning. I'm also going to be uploading the audio versions of both these live streams and the shorter news videos that I do. I'm going to put them all on my Podbean account. So you're going to start seeing kind of uh, uh, both sorts of videos, different content up on my podcast. But if you prefer the audio versions, go check those out. You can go to jordansather.com backslash listen. There is a uh, listen tab there on my website. You can go click that and then find where to download and listen to um, a podcast. I think that's all of the uh, housekeeping stuff I wanted to discuss with you guys. So I'm going to turn it to questions. I'm going to hit DLive first. Let me move it to, to that screen. I'm going to hit DLive first, and then I'll go through some Twitch comments. Man, got a load of comments on Twitch there. That's good. Glad we're still on Twitch. Uh, that's kind of surprising, actually. All right. Let's see. Vandala of, of Saker Keep. Saker Keep. <laughs> I have no idea what that screen name means. But he asked me on DLive, is there a place where we can find my health podcasts? Not yet, actually. That's like a, that's a damn good question. Coming soon, I'm going to be doing a video channel. I actually started a Rumble and a BitChute channel and also a podcast for my Conscious Strength brand, for my supplement brand. I haven't uploaded anything to them yet, so you can't find them or watch anything on them yet. But uh, very soon, very soon, within the like next week, maybe, I'm going to start putting health-oriented content on those video channels and also do podcasts uh, so I can start uh, doing content. That'll be a, that'll be coming up soon. Let's see here. Other D live comments. Do I suggest we watch David Wilcox YouTube channel? Uh, that is a question that's a big fat depends. If you do watch it, I would highly suggest doing it on double speed. That'll save you some time, but uh, I mean, I don't know it there might be some helpful information maybe for you these days i don't find as much helpful stuff from wilcock but i mean his books do have some some useful stuff and it was more useful to me like five ten years ago or so but if it's content you haven't scoured through could help you might not help you i don't know that's stuff for you to decide Rig for Red says, is the fight between me and David Nino Rodriguez going to be live streamed? <laughs> pay-per-view. Let's do some pay-per-view. No. Uh, yeah. Nino, we'll see if he shows up to that Dallas event. We'll see. But uh, he had some choice words for me in one of his videos lately. I I don't expect him to be there. And if he if he even does go there, what, what's he going to do? He's, he's not going to humiliate me as he so claimed. And he's not going to hit me. That would just ruin his career. It'd be dumb of him to do. So <laughs> that'd be golden though. Pay Pay-per-view stream. Nah, I will. I will definitely box Will Summer, Mike Rothschild. Who else? Alex Kaplan. Oh, 
invitations definitely open for uh, poker and politics. And Cullen Hoback, the director of that HBO doc, any of those guys, open invitation. I will do a charity boxing match with you, and 100% of those proceeds will go to a charity. We'll make it pay-per-view. <laughs> I would box any of those guys <laughs> gladly, and I wouldn't be worried about it. Uh, let's see here. Next comment. Storm has arrived. 17 has said, uh, I would pay big money to see Summer get his ass kicked. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Bare knuckled fisticuffs. Let's, let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. Here is a comment from a top anon. Heretical Monk on DLive. Thank you for subscribing to me on DLive, my friend. Speaking of which, I didn't do the lemons yesterday. I'm going to do extra tonight. I'm not going to not gonna forget that. But anyway, he says, uh, Tucker is part of the UFO non-disclosure. What say you? Uh, that is a very complex conversation with obviously just a lot of speculation. But the way I see it, is that the, let's just say the White Hats, the Alliance, whatever name you want to throw out there for them. I don't really like to say Alliance. I don't really even like to say White Hats. I don't know. It just gets really tough with with words and descriptors where it's like it's too much of an overgeneralization, but there's so many unknowns that you kind of have to overgeneralize in, in some way. But anyway, let's just say the White Hats. The White Hats knew that the deep state was going to try and do this, that they were going to try to use the subject of ETs and UFOs as sort of some distraction or or lame, boring psyop to mind screw us with, right? The White Hats knew, this is my belief, my opinion, but I think the White Hats knew what the Black Hats were going to do. So they've had to carefully sort of manage the narratives in some way, I guess you could say. And examples of that would be, for instance, Donald Trump going on to his son's podcast last year. You remember that? It was around, wasn't it like in July? Trump Jr. had an interview with his father, Donald Trump, and then in the middle of that interview, asks him about Area 51. Remember that? And then Trump has a, has a good smirk on his face. Instances like that. Or we have John Ratcliffe as well. John Ratcliffe, who was Trump's head of the Department of National Intelligence last year or two. John Ratcliffe going on to Maria Bartiromo's show just not too many weeks ago and then mentioning that UFO report, right? So I think the White Hats have had to try to like carefully play the game. They're playing the game to take some of that thunder out of the Black Hat Deep State Disclosure and not let it be so left-wing. There's a lot of left-wing sort of ideology out there in UFO world, UFO community. It's uh, they, they act like they're bipartisan and non-political, but they're totally political. It's like, it's it's bad. But uh, anyway, to not make it so left-wing, it's, I don't know. And again, it's a lot of speculation, but still what you're going to find and see on Tucker, it's prime time, it's mainstream. It's not going to be anything that's that's too deep. 
hardcore. You'll notice all the folks that have been on Tucker Carlson, it's like the same boring talking heads. Freaking Nick Pope. Nick Pope! <laughs> How sort of watered down and boring. Nick Pope, who still thinks that Russians hacked John Podesta's emails. Like, And again, it's like diet woke narratives, right? It was funny. Back at Contact in the Desert in 2017, I, uh, this was before, this was still when I was like pretty unknown and, and, uh, my first conference I had ever went to, I didn't speak at this one, but it's just the first one I ever went to YouTube channel. I had like no subscribers back then, but I went to Nick Pope's talk and there was some section of his talk where he was talking about Podesta and his emails and stuff. So at the end of the talk, when he was doing a Q and a session with the audience, I stood up and I asked Nick Pope, hi, um, how, how do you think John Podesta's e WikiLeaks emails leaked to the public and, and whatnot? I, 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 you know, I just wanted to see what he said. And he, that's when he said the Russians. He told the whole audience and looked, looked me in the eye because he answered my question, said the Russians hacked and leaked John Podesta's emails. And I just, okay, okay. That's, you know, when I started to learn some things about that whole UFO community. There's a lot of weird ones there. A lot of weird ones who I don't think want true, honest disclosure. They just want the the kind of disclosure that's going to get them clicks that they can report on and still get a fan base with, right? <laughs> they have a they have a vested interest in disclosure actually not happening because that's like their bread and butter to talk about, right? If it actually happened, they wouldn't have anything to talk about anymore. So it's it's in their uh, you know vested interest. <laughs> Let the wheel continue turning. Uh, anyway, anyway. Oh man, Carly! Shout out to Carly, uh, Midnight Rider Carly. Yeah, she's on Telegram and she just posted a screen cap of what looks like Tucker Carlson reporting on the Ver system. Yes, it happened. I'm gonna be uh, watching and posting this to my own Telegram after after we get done here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna hit a couple more comments on D Live, then I'll turn to Twitch, and then we will finish this up, my friends. Let's see, let's see. Okay, let's go to Twitch. Let's see, somebody had a comment about the term alliance. I don't feel the term alliance. It's been hijacked too many times by too many people. Now alliance is kind of tainted by people's many tall tales about what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't really like that term. There's a lot of, you know, connotation that comes with it. A lot of people have been using it to, uh, and it's like, obviously, it's more complicated of a situation than that. You could have various factions. And uh, I don't know. It's easy to say, but it's also not too descriptive. White hats is sort of a sort of a better term, in my opinion. Oh, quill feather. I think this was our friend from yesterday's stream as well. Would I box Travis View? Well, I would box Logan Strain, if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Heck yeah, I would. Although he would probably hit. He would definitely hit a little harder than uh, Will Summer and Mike Rothschild would. Got a little more meat on them bones. And Logan Strain, he just seems like an angry dude. Like he's just got so much pent-up anger that argh, he would. he needs an outlet for that. That's for sure. He would probably, you know. 
take that like anger out on me, but heck yeah, I would. I would I would definitely kickbox too. <laughs> I would have an easier time with kickboxing, but I'd box box too. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, fully suspect. This is in a this is a comment in regards to the UFO disclosure I was talking about earlier. I don't want a melon or any clan families giving me disclosure of any kind. Right? Basic question. Do you really expect the government or the intelligence community to tell us the full truth, the full extent of what the military has been doing with UFOs or associated technologies or what have you? No. No, I don't expect that at all. All. Especially from folks that, yes, are connected to the Rockefellers and the Bush Clinton dynasty, especially that Clinton dynasty, right? Clintons and Rockefellers and them Rothies, Rothschilds. I think the Rockefeller family was probably tasked by by the overseers. I mean, whoever the heck oversees those clan families, right? Like, who's the boss of the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers and them? They probably do have a boss, but it's just somebody we don't know and don't see. They like to stay behind the scenes. They probably, the overseers, who, who whoever's at the top of them deep staters, they probably tasked the Rockefeller family with having the UFO, uh, the UFO topic. I can imagine them tasking like different families or different groups with different things or maybe giving them different areas of the world to go and control or whatnot. But, you know, they, they tasked the Rockefellers to have a hand in that. And the Vatican, too, actually. The, the whole corrupt, garbage, disgusting shit stain of this earth Vatican. Sorry, Catholics out there. But if you, if you don't know, you better, you better get knowing. Uh, that Vatican, there's also been some whispers of like et disclosure kind of stuff coming from the vatican as well in recent years achilles achilles 2099 on twitch are the elites using this mrna vaccine experiment to cull us Normally, there would be a world war they could suck us into. Instead, we're peer-pressuring family and friends into taking experimental drugs that might trigger a ton of vascular injuries and deaths. I think you kind of answered your own question there, my friend. Are the elites using this vaccine experiment to cull us? Uh, yeah, they've been using vaccines to cull us since vaccines were vaccines. <laughs> since the, since the friggin' 50s, right? If not earlier than that, like the deep state's been using big pharma itself, big pharma, big ag, your GMOs, your drugs, your bullshit health information that the media and the scientific institutions have been pumping into us for decades now. I mean, yeah, that has always been to cull us. Always, you know, tough truths, but deal with it. Once you do deal with it, then you know what to avoid. You know what they're doing so you can avoid their agendas, avoid their bullshit, and uh, strengthen yourself, right? Choose the better foods that aren't going to make you weak and sick because you think they need us weak and sick. 
the sicker our bodies are, the sicker our minds are going to be. So the 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 vaccines, the GMO food, the fluoride, the you know preservatives and everything, the artificial colors and everything, the terrible education that we get, all of us get, even doctors get about nutrition. I mean, they don't know jack shit about nutrition. Most doctors out there these days. So to keep us ignorant and dumb and sick and toxified and having a lack of nutrition in our bodies is crucial to the deep state agenda because if our bodies are sick, then our minds are sick and our minds aren't going to work as well. We're not going to be able to see the agenda, see the game. We're not going to be able to have the smarts to educate ourselves and see how they are controlling society, controlling the world. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's been a cullen for a while. And, uh, you know, be careful. See it. Avoid it. Here's a question. Do I follow Billy Meyer? Uh, that is the so-called UFO witness, right? Uh, no, I don't follow him. I don't follow him mainly because his, like, American liaison, Billy Meyer, I think, lives in Germany or something like that. Uh, he claims to have, like, UFO sightings and witness UFOs and all this stuff, pictures too. But there, there's an American liaison or contact for Billy Meyer. His name's Michael Horn, I think. Handles all the North American stuff for Billy Meyer. Uh, Michael Horn is like the biggest douchebag ever. He, he, he just bitches out everybody. Bitches out me, other people out there. He just like, he hates everybody. So I don't know what the deal is with Billy Meyer. Billy Meyer might be a good dude, but just has no idea who the heck he's hiring. Turns me off to to his whole his whole shtick though if michael horn's gonna be a douchebag so no i don't follow billy meyer <laughs> long answer short there no bill and melinda split seems like a divide and conquer i think it's just a distraction just a distraction get everybody talking about something or or feeling bad it might be a big virtue signaling game get people feeling bad feeling sorry for bill and melinda I, I could care less about it let's talk about bill's crimes with his genetic engineering of every freaking thing that nerd can get his hands on let's talk about that that's more important than their marriage achilles another comment people in general don't understand the immune system correct and it's probably under lock and key from Big Pharma. Mostly correct. I mean, there is a lot of more truthful health information out there in the public domain. There's a lot. It's just, it's not promoted by the media or the mass mainstream nutrition industry or different things like that. So you have to, uh, you have to find it. You have to actually put in the effort and research it. But correct. I mean, in general, people do not understand how the immune system works at all. It's not something where you can just inject something into your blood and and this magic serum, this magic juice, inject it into you, and then you're going to be fine. Like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> what? <laughs> As if it works that easily? No. We're a lot more complex creatures than that. And uh, mainstream science in general, but especially mainstream medicine these days, they are so arrogant. They act like they know everything. And it's uh, it's pretty pathetic, actually. You just got to laugh at them for their arrogance. They think they have everything figured out. But meanwhile, they clearly don't. 
I don't have shit figured out. <laughs> I'll just use my med bed, Jared. <laughs> yeah, if those even exist, right? I think there's a lot of fake clickbait out there about these med beds. A lot of people, a lot of so-called influencers talking about these med beds have absolutely no details or specifics about them. They just keep talking about them because, damn, it makes for good clickbait, doesn't it? It's uh, And they don't even, again, they don't describe exactly what they're talking about or the science behind it or what technologies are involved. They just say, med bed, the med beds are coming. Also, the quantum financial system. <laughs> Oh, it's kind of pathetic. All right, guys. I think that's it for this one. I will hit them lemons on D Live. Let me uh let me go to that. And uh, if you guys have any last questions or comments, drop them. I will get to them. Uh let's do like 200. Do a little extra today since I forgot yesterday. Bam. All right, guys, I will be back on uh, Friday. Friday next live stream, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, tomorrow, for you guys signed up to my jordansather.tv and or my Subscribestar accounts, pages, channels, uh, tomorrow will be the live Zoom call. So I'm going to send out a reminder email tonight. If you don't get that reminder email, Check your spam box or contact me and I'll get you on the email list if you are a uh, subscriber to either of those platforms. We're doing our Zoom call tomorrow. So uh, if you can join, please do. Next live stream here on DLive, Twitch, and Foxhole will be on Friday, 5 p.m. And I will see you guys then. Have a good night, everybody. These replays will be up soon and I'll see you next time.